In a world where technology has become an integral part of our daily lives, virtual companionship is on the rise. But are we really ready to embrace the idea of virtual pets, therapists, relatives, and even lovers? Are we sacrificing real human interactions and emotional connections for the convenience of digital relationships? Join us now in episode 2311 when your hosts, Bill and Sean Johnston, the CG Bros, will answer the bold question, are virtual loved ones a good idea on the CG Bros, CG Insider Podcast? Well, hello and welcome to the CG Insider Podcast. If you're a returning fan, it's really great to see you again. If you're new to our podcast, as always, it's special welcome is extended to you. In today's episode of the CG Insider Podcast, Sean and I will be providing an answer to another great fan question submitted to our Ask Us Anything page at thecgbros.com. This time, uh, the question is by DeAndre B. Uh, from Fort Worth, Texas, and DeAndre asks the bros, are virtual loved ones a good idea? My name is Bill Johnston, and I'm an industry veteran. Uh, specializing in 3D animation and digital VFX for more than 20 years now and still loving every minute of it. And I'm his brother, Sean Johnston, a professional CG artist and animator in the video games industry with over 25 years of experience. And today, I'm currently a full-time animation director, and uh, we are very grateful to be your host for this edition of the CG Insider Podcast. By the end of our discussion today, we hope you've had more of an appreciation for the complex nature and possible implications of creating virtual versions of our loved ones that have passed away. You also find out uh, why this is different than just looking at old photographs of grandma and grandpa and reminiscing. We'll also be touching on some of the moral pros and cons of this technology. So be sure to stay also to the end. We'll be sharing some of our great emails we've received uh, about our YouTube channel. Thanks again for asking this great question, DeAndre. Now, Bill, so about uh, virtual loved ones, uh, you know, is it a good idea? What do you well, think? you know, Sean, as, as jarring or strange as uh, that idea might seem at first, you know, many of us who've lost a loved one, you know, we'll understand that you know, the comfort that can come from watching old videos of, of our dead loved ones and you know, listening to their voicemails on your phone or, or uh, you know, just old movies. I mean, it, we really love it. Uh, death creates a, an aching hole that, you know, we, we long to fill. So... This is a subject that we're seeing more and more coming up in, in, in articles uh, and in uh, other podcasts. And uh, it's, it's definitely something we want to touch on because, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's becoming a reality. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, th- I have to say with the advent, advent of AI and, and especially ChatGPT and, and the other AI programs, Stable Diffusion and Dolly and MidJourney and uh, dozens of others, uh, you know, we're already creating virtual humans. And, and uh, it's really not just a living people a lot of them have been resurrected from the dead already uh, that's right to do yeah you know, to do mo- uh, the most noble things of course which is to star in a hollywood film <laughs> yes but, and uh, those that loved love people that we love could be people we've idolized over over time musical um phenomenons like michael jackson or um you know some people who have passed away that we've just been in love with musically um those those are people also that uh, are being recreated Today. Yeah, so we don't have to imagine it anymore because it's actually happening now. And but before we get too far ahead, uh, let's just go ahead and cover a few background elements. So, what is a virtual person? Virtual person is basically a digital uh, a recreation of of, of a uh, basically it's a virtual avatar. It's a computer generated representation of a human, or could be you could be in love with a <laughs> CG uh, a character or something. But that's not something that uh, obviously is living. But it could be a fictional par- uh, character, um, so uh, that's pretty much what it is. And and you see it today all over the place with uh, 
virtual reality simulations, VR rooms, online chat rooms, and social media platforms. And if you're into gaming, you know, you know, you certainly know about MetaHuman. And we've done a podcast uh, recently on that. So if you'd like to know more about MetaHuman, uh, definitely check that out. Uh, but yeah, they're they're uh, digital representations of humans, uh, basically. <laughs> exactly <laughs> right. I mean, they they can take in, in they can be in all sorts of different forms. I mean, I think today, uh, digitally recreated uh, characters. Like I, I think a lot of people will will see this uh, Amica uh, AI robot uh, that that just recently showed at I believe the CES. This is kind of what you you uh, you know see as a, as a virtual human. Now I mean, it's robotic. But it's got a lot of AI and, and software that's running behind it. Um, in fact, I don't know about this one here. Uh, this video here I'm showing you of Emica. I don't know if that AI robot actually uh, is functioning the way they, they smoke. I think there's smoke and mirrors behind it. I think there's somebody actually looking through there to answer the questions. Obviously, it's not something that's like a chat GT, GPT that would answer you. Uh, but there's somebody actually with a microphone behind the stage. That's what I think that is anyway. But yeah, there's, there's, there's lots of... Uh, there's also uh, Samsung is working on something where you have a virtual person that uh, could be your um, advisor, almost like an Alexa app or a personal trainer. Um, it's, it's amazing. There's a new project called uh, Neon that they're working on where they show, uh, oh, this is the, the next thing in, in a virtual person to, to be. In fact, they have something that will follow you around. It'll be on your, you'll be on your phone. It'll actually be when you get home. Um, it could be you know, a friend, um, all these people that, and, and in fact, those can people, and there's, that's what we're going to talk about later is what's the controversy of actually falling in love with these people that are virtual. That's, that's going to be very, very interesting. Yeah. So you could almost have your own conscience, you know, on your phone, you know, you're, you got your, you know, little character on your left shoulder and a little Satan on your right shoulder. And they, they they're telling you your conscious, your are anyway. Absolutely. Uh, but, but, uh, you know, so how, how are, how are, uh, virtual people created, Sean? Let's just quickly cover that well there's there's obviously there's modeling that goes into it three-dimensional model of that person um, and that can be done using specialized software we've talked about you know model uh, modeling like in, in Maya or, or blender or 3d studio max or, uh, or even just 3d you know using a 3d scanner to, to scan your 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 form yes I mean you can do that with your phone I can send it up to the cloud and, and you've got a picture of your yourself in 3d um, in fact, you know, I don't know how you do that. Uh, actually, you'd have to do that with before the person is, has passed away. Um, I don't know if you can actually, uh, at least right now, there, there may be an ability to take, uh, you know, if you have a front and side view, I guess you really don't need that anymore, do you? You can actually create, just get an image or a photo of, of your loved one and then uh, recreate that person in the computer. Uh, yeah, that's actually what they're, that's, I think that's the more common uh, way to do it. They used to do, you know, I mean, even in the old days, they used to create death masks, you know, where they'd actually mm -hmm. cast your face and have a, have a, have a casting of it. But, uh, and 3D scanning would probably be the, 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 the updated version of that. But again, yeah, you can just use photo, photo, use 3D models from photos, as long as you have, I think, three or four photos. And the AI is getting so good now that you, you don't need a, a lot of photos to create uh, a 3D model like you, you used to just, just a few years ago. Yes, I, I think I did a, a, a pic, just took a picture, a still image of, of, of our father, and I, I put it, uh, ran it through a particular uh, AI program, and it, it had him singing very, very quickly. So if you want a three-dimensional model that you can rotate around, obviously you'll have to, to, to model it in 3D, you'll have to texture it, you'll have to probably rig it, or unless you have a, an auto-rigging uh, for the face, which they do have, uh, and then uh, apply animation to it. So... 
if now if you want to interact with that, obviously there'll have to be some type of AI programming going uh, in there, some natural language processing or pre-scripted responses. So, uh, you know, responding to your user, user input. Yeah, and in addition to natural language processing, you can use general ad- adversarial networks as well to kind of get some deep learning going on there, where the where the AI is actually used to generate realistic images and videos of the virtual people. It's it's quite an amazing thing. It, the algorithm works by generating a fake image or video, and then by the GANs process, it compares it to real images and then finds the errors and it makes improvements. Uh, so it's a, it's it's actually a, a pretty amazing technology. Yes, and then of course you've got the. Uh, motion capture you can apply to that as well with uh, using AI algorithms and, and using that to refine that data. We've talked about that and lying for more realistic uh, virtual people and nuanced animations. Um, so some of the if I if I could if I may I'd like to show some of the stuff that I that I have as far as some of the the recent things you've heard in the news. Um, kind of recent, but it's kind of updated. But do you remember the Tupac Shakur with? Uh, uh, who appeared at Chicala, uh, Coachella, um, and in this particular uh, video that uh, basically had a huge, it went viral, had basically 18 million uh, search results for that hologram. He was a hologram. Um, in the first 48 hours, it generated over 15 million views. And so this was a huge thing, had Snoop Dogg recreating it. But if you look at this, they actually had an actor, um, and I was wondering how they did his body, because if they didn't actually have his his movements on stage so they basically matched um match moved with his his face and they they basically applied tupac's face over his head and kind of did a, a moving a match moving on that uh did an amazing job on that so by the way uh it, i didn't i don't have the video of it but this was huge and a lot of people uh were were really blown away in fact tupac's estate the sales rocketed more than thirty-three thousand downloads uh, and uh, uh, basically his two top singles, um, and it increased by more than 500%. So that that basically was a game changer as far as I'm concerned. I know a lot of people didn't like the idea of recreating it, and, there, and there's lots of controversy re- regarding that, but I don't think it's going away. Well, you know, people really like, I mean, and you hit it, hit it on it, you know, entertainment. They like their entertainment, and when, when their entertainers pass away, that is a sad thing. I mean, that's, that's part of people's lives, especially if they're singers and, you know, you identify with the songs and everything. I mean, even ABBA, you know, they're, the, the great band ABBA, they, have a, they had a virtual tour recently called Voyage, ABBA Voyage, I think it's called. Uh, and you get to see the digital avatars of the four-piece band, uh, you know, in a 90-minute concert. Um, and it was created for motion capture. And it's, it's, it was a real hit with the fans and the critics as well. Yes, in addition to that, just recently, they had, uh, I think this is, this is basically around the pandemic, 2018, 2019. Um, there's a company that uh, started one where they had Roy, Roy Orbison, they brought back. Uh, and this was, this was um, uh, it, it's crazy because you can actually go to uh, his Facebook page right now. He's, he's passed away, but he has over 2 million fans on Facebook. And in fact, you know, even on Twitter, he's got a 36,000 followers. So I know it's not as big as some people, but you've got people that are still fans of these, of these uh, people who passed away. Uh, in fact, here's, here's Buddy Holly as well. They've got him resurrected and, and they're actually have a, a live band. Uh, I don't know how many piece band it is, but they've got backup singers and everything for him. And, and people actually pay tickets, 50 bucks a piece to go and see uh, him on stage. So I, I think it's, it's, it's not going away. I think it could be, if it's done tastefully, I think that, that could be an amazing thing.
thing. In fact, Whitney Houston's the next uh, one that they're going to be having uh, resurrected, and they're going to have her sing with backup singers, and do, and people are going to they're going to buy tickets to watch. So it's going to be pretty pretty amazing to see. You know, it's, it's going to be amazing as well. To I mean, where does the money for that go? I, I'm sure the family members are, are own the rights to to that property, yes, uh, if you will. And uh, can you imagine having a famous great grandfather and your you know his his videos are still out there on you know <laughs> out there making money and you just kind of are you know getting the royalties from from something like that that that's what a, what a interesting predicament that might be right and I I know that they they even did this I, I remember seeing even even Michael Jackson in 2014 he appeared on stage uh, and he danced around and his brother after the after the uh, I think it was Jermaine uh, commented saying saying that it almost I mean, it, he had a good feeling about it. I, I know there's probably certain people who don't, especially if they think they're being exploited and there's, um, you know, some type of, uh, like I said, some type of exploitation probably would be the, the only drawback of that. But I think if it's done tastefully and it's done with the uh, authorization of the family uh, or the state that, that is the still uh, there, I think it, it can be done really well. Yeah, especially, uh, exactly. I think uh, t- that's the key is taste being tasteful and, and respectful to the to the dead. I mean, because you, I think that's a that's 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 a universal uh, common desire for for humans is to is to respect the dead. You know, and and you don't want to in any way uh, desecrate their memory. You know, and and that's kind of a touchy t- you know kind of a touchy thing to do, especially if you're creating new content using their their likeness. You know. Yes, I mean well, there, to quote modern audiences. Well, right. I mean, there's some issues with um, there's a there's a um, a movie called uh, Finding Jack. That uh, was supposed to be coming out, and and they were going to recreate James Dean, and so that caused a huge problem because he's been dead since uh, 1955. In fact, Chris Evans and Elijah Wood uh, commented on that and saying how disgusting it was, basically um, how awful it was that that they were going to probably do that, and um, so. Uh, well, here they are. They're, they they've been well. It's probably because of their dead. You know, and I think that has has to you know that's that's the sticking point for a lot of folks. I mean, it's used all over the place. We've talked about the entertainment industry with uh, you know movies, you know people dying in the course of movie production and and you know putting the studio in a in a spot, and they've had to recreate them virtually or digitally, I should say, which is virtual. Um, and so it's it's nothing really new. I think I think though the the, the technology is starting to advance to such a degree that. It's moving from Hollywood into the daily lives of of, of people like you and you and I, regular folks, you know, and uh, you know I think you know, there's there's other uses for it for these you know besides um, you know entertainment and uh, the entertainment value uh, of it you know there's there's uh, you know they're using it you know virtual avatars and virtual humans in advertising and training and education and um, healthcare and we've talked about a lot of this stuff in the past. Um, as well as customer service, you should see some of these chatbots they've got now. It's, it's almost like talking to a real person. It's pretty amazing. Um, yep. But you know, Microsoft has created a technology, um, and they've got a patent on it that basically creates uh, a a person that has passed away, uh, basically based on conversations uh, that they've had, emails they've had, uh, images, voice data. So they'll go they'll go to your your. Uh, this this product and service, so they'll go to all your social media and they'll they'll kind of collect all the all the voice data and all the video data and the text messages and the emails and create a what's called a 
quote, modify a special index of the theme of the person's personality. So what they're going to do is extract the person's personality. And if they have the recordings, then they're just going to do voice synthesis and, and uh, AI processing on these images and, and bring them to life. As a matter of fact, here's a here's a, one of the uh, companies that is actually doing this now. Uh, it's called, uh, oh gosh. My Heritage? Name it. There it is, my heritage. Sorry, I couldn't. Yeah, my heritage, and, and it's it's a pretty amazing thing because um, it, it it's quite real. I mean, it's real enough to to be believable. And you know, it's really interesting, Sean. Here, this is you're seeing Morgan Freeman recreated now, and it's a it's a stock. There's a stock moves where there's an actor actually moving, and they they've motion captured him and captured his facial expressions, but they just apply it to images, um, and uh, you get, with some pretty imp- impressive results. I mean, they're not they're not perfect, but. You know, they're darn good. And, you know, just, I mean, think about it, Sean. Being able to see a loved one who's passed away laughing and smiling. And it can, it can be applied to even, uh, not just photographs, but uh, images, you know, like pictures, you know, painted pictures. Here's a couple couple examples of that. And you can also do them to uh, just images of, of statuary. Um, you can yeah, kind of see how that, how that looks. Yeah, I know. I, there, it, it, I think it's going to really depend on, on who it is. I mean, for example, Robin Williams stated that um, he, he basically said, no way. Um, he, he ensured that his likeness wouldn't be used in any film, uh, any form of advertising for, the, for 25 years after his death. Um, and so I think it would depend on the person that, that, uh, that either saying, hey, I'm, I'm, open to, I'm open to it because I know it's going to happen. Um, and I think with deep fakes, that's going to be really difficult to do. Um, going back to that, the, um, you know, that movie I was talking to about... Um, Finding Jack, the director again. He stated the directors basically said, "Well, they're going to do everything to be respectful of his legacy and ensure that it's not perceived or treated as a gimmick, and and they're going to treat it as seriousness uh, that a cultural icon uh, of his status deserves." So I think, like we said, if it's done in in that respect, I think it can be really, really good. It's not going away, and and so if, if they can do it, this is the way they should be doing it. Yeah, so let's bring it down to the personal level. So virtual loved ones, I mean, we're talking about our own grandparents or, or our great-grandparents or our, our children or, or even our, our, our spouse who may have passed away. I mean, so what about that? I mean, so so when, it's brought, when the AI is brought down to the, to the, to the level that, that we're at now where everybody can access it and, and create their own virtual avatars of their loved ones, um, that, that's, that's, a, that's a game changer. I mean, how rich could our lives be if we could con- just continue to talk and, and talk with and even see our loved ones who have passed away. Um, I mean, there's some real pros and cons and benefits uh, as well as drawbacks to, to, to that. I think one of the big pros would be, uh, you know, just being able to know, you know, a lot of people don't know their dead relatives. I mean, to be able to, to, to bring them back to life and hear them speak um, would just be an amazing thing. Uh, I think if you were actually, I was watching some TikTok videos and they actually were showing they're videoing uh, people who are looking at recreations of their loved ones, smiling and laughing and moving with kind of what I was just showing you. And they're moved to tears, Sean. They can't believe it. I mean, you, people who are in their 80s and, and, and uh, looking at their spouses, you know, when they were first married, it, it, it's just what a special moment for, for, for husbands and, and wives. And, well, yeah, um, especially if there's, no, there's actually no video surviving. Let's say, you, let's say your house has been burned down and you lost... A ton of you had movies of them, uh, and, and and you didn't, and you'll never be able to see them moving again, right? I mean, this is this this technology will allow that to happen where you can see them moving around. 
and uh, you know, giving them life again. I think, yeah, I, and you can understand your family history as well, right? I mean, your great grandparents or your ancestors or you know, parents or whatever they they've often mm-hmm. live long and rich lives and accumulate a lot of wealth and wisdom and knowledge and experience and. You know, being able to interact with a virtual version of them uh, is really a, a, a pretty cool thing. I mean, if Superman can do it, it's got to be good for the rest of us, right? Oh, right, this is a, right. Here's, a, here's a clip of, of a Superman in the Crystal Cathedral talking to his dad, uh, Jor-El. And I, I think... Uh, Fortress of Solitude? Yeah, yeah. And, they, and even in the updated Superman, they've got a version of this where he's actually walking around. And they must be using some, some holographic technology, but... But I think that the, the the idea of being able to to strengthen you know to to get gain wisdom anyway wisdom and guidance uh, as Superman's doing here particularly for you know young people who don't say didn't really know their grandparents or their great grandparents or even their parents for that matter. Well, you should see the updated version of that. They uh, they update it where you can see his full body walking around. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Latest, I mean, uh, some Superman. other benefits. Uh, what? What's some other benefits? Well, uh, I mean, before some of the benefits, I'm just real quickly. Um, it, it's not. It's it's prolific in our in our culture um, to see these dead dead ones come, our loved ones come back to life. I mean, um, Marjorie Prime, for example, in 2017. That 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 was a film uh, where an elderly woman named Marjorie um, uh, uses a holographic AI program to recreate her dead deceased husband, and the story basically, again, uh, they're grappling with that moral and emotional implication of using that technology to bring back to dead. There's also I Am Mother, uh, Her in 2013, Joaquin Phoenix stars in that futuristic uh, thing where he falls in love with his actually AI assistant. Um, Replicas 2018 with Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Uh, he he uh, becomes obsessed and brings back his family members who died in a traffic accident, but it wasn't virtual. He actually, he actually ended up creating a, a robots of them or, or androids. But it's, it's something that we've all been fascinated with, and I don't think it's uh, going away at all. It's just going to be increasing. And, and I think yeah, getting and personal that, with our that, family, I think, is going to be perfect. Yeah, I think in that movie you're referring to, I mean, he, he became too attached to his... Well, I mean, we're all, too, quote, too attached, I guess, but he was really attached, and it was a struggle for him. Uh, you know. And, and I think towards the end there, I mean, it, it almost seemed that he was struggling to differentiate between uh, you know, reality and... And 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 uh, non-reality. I mean, I, they, they, I think I think he really thought they were they were real people and they were his family. And I think that's probably one of the pitfalls of, of this is is that people get a false sense of reality. They're not really you know they're not sure. They get confused uh, because uh, you know and, and they get stressed out because maybe maybe with through their interaction with their dead relatives they they really can't move on. You know, it's a grieving is a really and each person grieves really, differently. Yeah, it's a it's a complicated process, and you know there's there's all sorts of emotions you know rolled up in grief, you know sadness and anger and guilt and all, all sorts of things that that people need to deal with, and and I and I wonder you know as cool as it is and as as happy as it makes people, you, I think you really need to be careful uh, about about this type of technology, um, you know, for psychological well being reasons. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, I, what if you had? Mm-hmm. You, go ahead. No, I was going to say I agree. I mean. It, a lot of it also could be to recreate, um, you know, Ronald Reagan or uh, Jane, uh, Kennedy or uh, you know any any president uh, in our in our past that have passed away. I um, mean, for example, I know South Africa was really excited about bringing you know this new technology too because they wanted to uh, recreate Nelson Mandela and tell you know tell have him tell stories of of uh, cultural heritage significance and things like that. So I mean, there's there's definitely positive um, you know aspects of this. So. I think I think it's way to broad brush it and just say, oh, it's all bad. 
uh, or it's all good. I think it just it's a case by case basis. Yeah, I agree. I think overall, though, I, I think while it does, you know, it, it you know maybe it could just be used initially to kind of uh, kind of uh, what can I say? Kind of kind of ease the transition of you know of somebody, you know, the, lessen the impact of someone's death. To, you know, at least you can, I mean, give you time to assimilate and and maybe kind of come to terms with that. I think I think the you know we we all have to you know live in the real world and, and maybe not, but. I think I think in the end we do, and and I think that if we, you know, become uh, too dependent on on these kind of things, um, well, that's interesting. You know, it, I could segue into something very interesting about that dependent. There's a there's Gatebox has come out with this uh, this virtual loved one, uh, and it's it's an animated uh, character, and it's for people who are lonely, who don't have any loved ones, for example, and they have somebody. In this video, it, 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 you know, just, just my own personal take on it, it was a little bit sad to watch it, I'm being honest, where it, it during the day it texts you, um, you know, what time are you coming back? Um, and then he's so, he's a very lonely person, so he's got this virtual person where he comes home and she ha- has this conversation, he has dinner, um, they even had a one-year anniversary, and so he brought a gift home, and it was... It was really creepy in a way too, because he looks up there and the lights on, and he's just having this this uh, relationship with this virtual uh, miniature character. Um, it was I, I could see it with people who are super super uh, lonely, who 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 are very um, not amenable to to conversations with people. But I don't know. I, I don't know. It's just one of these things that I is creep me out. <laughs> Well, you know, it's part of it's it's part. Sean, I think this as a society, you know, this this technology is going to change our attitudes towards death. Generally, I think I think having versions of the dead people, uh, you know, that we could talk to and see, while you know, it may help us deal somewhat with the grieving process. I I think I think it's probably in the end going to encourage people to view death as kind of maybe like less final and and just make it more difficult. I think for some people to, to fully accept the, like the reality of, of the death of, of their, of their loved one. I, you know, when you've got, when you've got them and you can speak to them and they're, they're participating in your life, it really kind of makes it hard to move on. Um, but, uh, that's probably another, another whole podcast unto itself. I, I agree a hundred percent. Gosh. Well, why don't we uh, hit the mailbag, Sean, and, uh, grab some of these great comments that, uh, some, some, Users of Sounds our YouTube good. channel have, have been so kind to, to uh, send in to us. Uh, this comment is from Hen House Productions. Thanks, Hen House. Quote, we have always appreciated that CG Bros run a platform to share the films of various creators, both big and small, so they can reach a wider audience. It's great for student films like ours, since we don't have the presence on our own to share the film to a wide audience. We love the work that CG Bros has done and the platform that they've offered for these films. Well, great. Thanks, Hen House. We, we, it's our honor to, sh- to show great work uh, from great creators like you guys. And uh, we understand that not everybody can, can, you know, I mean, it's one thing to, to make a film, but you want it to be seen. And, and we can certainly help in that area. Exactly. Especially if you don't have a way of, of showing it uh, either on film festivals or it's been rejected or something like that. Doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. And so we, we, will, we definitely will consider, consider it. We don't put everything on, but definitely send it our way. This one's from uh, Ricardo uh, Bonasoli. Uh, we are very familiar with the CG Bros and uh, your amazing contribution to our community and industry and are looking forward to seeing the reactions to our film from people that understand the amount of work that VFX takes. Exactly. I mean, that, that, that's one of the reasons why we had our, our channel to begin with is to, to show the amount of work and that the passion and the art artistry that goes into all of this VFX and animation 
Um, it, it's one of the reasons it's just such a beautiful thing for us to do. I love being a part of it and continuing to learn and even myself by, and being inspired by these people. It's so amazing. Yeah, so we'd like to thank you for being part of our podcast today. We really had a great time answering uh, DeAndre's question. And uh, we hope you enjoyed our discussion and that you learned something new that you didn't know along the way. Uh, if you did, do us a small favor and please share our video around with some of your friends because we think word of mouth is still the best kind of advertising. Um, also hit that like button too because it helps YouTube find other folks who are interested in, in what we discuss here on the podcast, some CGI and VFX related stuff. And uh, we want you to know we do these podcasts just for you. And if you've got a subject that you'd like us to discuss, uh, you can let us know by shooting over to our website at thecgbros.com, as I mentioned earlier, and up to the About Us tab, and click on the Ask Us Anything dropdown, just like uh, DeAndre did. And we're always looking to improve the podcast and make them more interesting and useful to you. So we need your input. Leave us a comment below. And if you do, no guarantees. There's a good chance we'll read it during one of our future podcasts and mention you by name. Um, we bring you a new cutting-edge edition of the CG Insider right here every week where we discuss everything having to do with computer graphics, CGI animation, digital VFX, and other cool and interesting related topics. Oh, yeah. Uh, also, audio versions of this uh, are on all the major podcasts, so check them out. If you haven't checked the CG Bros channel yet, uh, YouTube channel, uh, what are you waiting for? It's your front row seat for some amazing CGI film entertainment created by some of the most talented new media producers and VFX studios out there today. You'll also find, again, some cool VFX breakdowns and behind-the-scenes and making those of well. Sean and I are looking forward to seeing you again here for next week's podcast, where we'll be answering another great question submitted by a, a fan. Uh, what are the coolest CGI mechs and giant robots? That is going to be a fun one. Is that gonna, we're not going to have enough time. <laughs> See you That's next time. might be true. Well, that does it for today. We sure hope you enjoyed the CG Bros answer to the question, are virtual loved ones a good idea? Thanks for being with us. Did you enjoy the show? We'd love to hear from you. Click the super thanks button on YouTube to show your support. Your tip helps us create more high quality content for you to enjoy. And leave a comment and thumbs up for a chance to be mentioned on a future podcast. If you're not yet following us on our channel, please hit the subscribe button. Subscribing is free and ring the bell for instant notifications when new podcasts are posted. Share our videos with your friends on social media and follow us for all the latest news and projects. Want to listen to the audio-only version of the podcast? You can find us on all the major platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. And here's a free bonus. If you'd like even more insider information delivered right to your inbox, become a CG Insider by subscribing to our free CG Insider monthly newsletter. Go to our website, cgpros.com, and sign up. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Tumblr, and Instagram. And be sure to join us for the next episode when the CG Bros will answer the question, what are the coolest mechs and giant robots? We can't wait to see you there. This has been episode 2311 of the CG Bros CG Insider Podcast. Thanks again for watching. We'll catch you next time.